Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs, season three, episode three. Three, three. And yeah, three, three. A lucky and we're, we're here with Greta Ferreira today. Hello. From Studio 27 Flowers in Taunton. And Studio 27 Print and Design. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Even, that's, oh, I can't wait. There's so <laughs> much, so much entrepreneurship yeah, here. Yeah, it's creativity. Yeah. And I actually, uh, everything comes full circle and you kind of say all the time that look how small this world is I actually I met Greta back when I was doing uh, uh, Silver City Acres my yes. my vegetable farm I came in looking for a sign and she helped me out and she like cut the prices by like oh my god like say she saved me like four hundred dollars don't tell anyone that yeah. <laughs> whoops well, you, now now you hear that from us. now you know where to go to get signs <laughs> there's right. your sign absolutely yeah it's a sign get your signs here yeah yeah and adam met greta through yeah I, I was coming to get uh mother's day flowers yeah. for my fiance and yeah. for her first mother's day you know nice. had to be special flowers and yeah. and uh Ended up talking for like almost two hours. Yeah, that's <laughs> unusual for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, but when I find, uh, as we were talking, you know, everything is about relationships. Mm. And in business especially, or, you know, in everything. But, you know, when I get to talk to people and I make connections with people, I love that. Yeah. You know, like-minded people or you in your farming or in your business. And I love when I can help people. Sometimes it's almost like everything that's a blessing also has a curse you yeah. know so being a generous person that wants to help people you know sometimes you have to rein yourself in Absolutely. and say oh yeah the rent next month i'll help you out yeah. but no all kidding aside no i love it and as i was saying to you earlier uh you know people i had worked with a business coach before and he asked me what do you love the most about your day like what is the thing you love the most about owning a business and about your day what's your favorite part and it's always been talking to people. Yeah. It's always been in communication, Absolutely. you know, connecting with people. And the fact that I get to use my God-given talent of creating and being a creative person in many ways, you know. Um, and in my journey, I'm a seeker, you know. Mm. And so I've had a journey of things that I've picked up along the way, and I like to help other people with that, too. And so, yeah, it's, it's been great. So I'll That's always amazing. take the opportunity to engage because, like you said, so much these days. They call it social media, but it's become sometimes like anti-social yeah. media when people are sitting in their house, like, you know, feeling connected on Facebook or behind us, you know, sitting on their computer screen and they're really by themselves. Yeah. If I, especially kids. So I have a 19-year-old son. And, um, you know, they do a lot of communicating through technology, which is great. They can do things so much faster than... I have to figure things out because mm -hmm. that's not my norm growing up, but I do eventually figure it out. But it's like, what about that awkward teenage stage? You know how you get over that? You get out. Yep. It's the practice, like we talked about. The practice of doing things that make you uncomfortable and eventually mm. you get used to it and that's how you build your social confidence. And if they don't have that, I just don't know how that's going to play out in the long run. You yeah. know, as far as... There's some argument from people like Gary Vee. He says that it makes people more social mm -hmm. because uh, the normal people that are introverted and, and would never, ever talk to anybody, mm. 
if they didn't have the internet is also something to factor in there. Yeah. So you kind of, I think you get what you what you want yeah. out of it. Mm. And I think it's all about the person too, yep. right? So someone could use it in their advantage and then the person who's not really good with yep. social media is like, I don't know how to use that. I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable putting myself out there for the world to see. It can be it's overwhelming. Scary. Yeah, yeah. But what the thing that never changes is it's always nice to get out. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to have that face-to-face yeah. conversation with somebody because right. everybody has knows something that you don't. Exactly. Everybody has this knowledge that can just be passed down. All you need just need to do is to find a way to access and learn Absolutely. and open up. Yeah, that's yeah. what we had talked about, those million moments. We yeah. all have a different variety of million moments, right? So I could certainly, you know, I become like this protea. <laughs> with my million moments, you know, you evolved into who you are today based on your past. And, you know, to it's fun when you get to be around like minded people. And, yep. you know, it's nice. And it's like, yay, we agree on so much. It feels good. It <laughs> you does. Know? But you don't learn a whole heck of a lot of new things by someone that's just like you. Mm. You know, so engaging and listening, having the ability to listen to what someone else is saying rather than thinking, oh, I just like people that think just like me. Yeah. You know? Like in politics. You gotta have the yin with the yang, right? It can't just be all good or all bad. No, absolutely. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so we're we're actually here at an open shop now doing this. So it smells wonderful. Again, we wish we had smell o vision. We we need to invent it. Yeah. Again, talk about going out. We're here at your flower and print shop. Yeah. And it's just it's vibes. It's good vibes, great smells, amazing people. You and Courtney. Thank you. There's something nice about fresh flowers they just almost it's like we talked about earlier it's like seeing a baby smile just like the scent of flowers it just yes those terpenes it almost reminds you of spring and Mm. spring Mm. spring comes around and everybody at least here in new england where people kind of shelter themselves in the winter and then that first really sunny day comes out and it's just uplifting absolutely this incredible um friendliness that you have have you always really enjoyed uh talking with people even like since when you were a little kid yeah you know i would get in trouble in school for talking too much Did i you was get to always distract <laughs> others in class on your report card all the time well yeah it's a little too talkative you know? i was the one like secluded at the back of the classroom by herself because mm-hmm. i you know wouldn't feel the need to just mm-hmm. <laughs> i just want to talk know, well you know i would engage people and you know they would and would start people talking when you're yep. supposed to focus at that time on your schoolwork so it's just a ma- I always have been good natured. Yeah. You know, I have had like most all of us our our challenges in life, extreme challenge. Mm. So, you know, I find that that creates your wisdom in life, you know, as far as wisdom can't be given. Mm. It's it's acquired. You know, and that, you know, I I've, I've read so many books, but one of the things I love is when they say that, you know, one of humans problems is that we think we're not supposed to have problems you know and it's love it yeah failure is the same way like yeah. we act like we're not supposed to have failure and right we, like don't talk about your failures that's bad but your failures are just as important as your wins yeah you know, who said it was a failure yeah. that's a that's a perception yeah you know mm-hmm. it was a try that didn't work out to what you were intending exactly. doesn't mean it's a failure that's how post-its were created <laughs> really? that was a yeah that was an epic fail oh. because it was through nasa they were trying to create a permanent adhesive that would hold up in outer space yeah and here comes the post-it i did not know that the ultimate <laughs> 
temporary stick, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We found something that just falls off of everything. Exactly. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. <laughs> so that was that could look like, oh, that's a failure. Yeah. Or it could be like this multi-million dollar thing like yeah. it is. You know, it Very was sure. like, those things are expensive. Reminds me of like penicillin. I know. That was a mistake. Some guy who was kind of lazy left a petri dish with organisms on the windowsill and then went on vacation or something <laughs> and really? came back. And he noticed some organisms next to green fuzzy stuff didn't grow. And he's like, huh. And that yeah, triggered yeah. penicillin, modern day antibiotics, all from that one lazy yeah. scientist's <laughs> mistake. Exactly. You know, it's Love it. always so true. Even chemotherapy, you know created through what the components of mustard gas so they noticed that the soldiers were losing hair and mm. fast growing cells uh -huh. and so they took the component out of that that oh wow look at this kills your cells really rapidly so you know that's one of the components of chemotherapy yeah mm. you know let's inject you with poison we won't get into that though <laughs> so when when you were in high school sitting yep. in the back of the class because you just wanted to talk <laughs> and nobody wanted to get in trouble but you just wanted to talk yeah. what did you want to do with the, like the rest of your life, oh, did you I have aspirations? I wanted to be of an art teacher. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I mean, I was, like I said, given this gift of creativity and and being an artist very early on. So I knew that art was just it was it was chosen for me. I didn't choose it. So I was always creating, and um, so I wanted to. And I love to teach. I love little children. I love like showing people how to create. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what I wanted to be. But when I was graduating back in the dark ages, um, you know, proposition two and a half, which cut so many different forms of like art and um, you know sports and all the things that were originally funded in schools music you know and so it put a big dent in that so um, I went into medical illustration see I love human beings and so you know science is also a big thing I love really? finding out how the human body works and so I knew that I had the gift of drawing and I could kind of work into that with the illustration yeah. of people so I got into that but then I quickly learned that you know drawing and creating my art is very personal it comes from my heart it, it's hard to just do on demand for someone else i got into graphic design um in print you know and that led me into printing um it's it's more it's still creative very creative you have to but and you have to be able to listen to people so although i like to talk i feel like i listen to people too which is a very big difference between I hope myself and some other people that just like to talk and you we all know the people yep. and you know and then you go to say something and they're just kind of talk over you or you can tell they're like look waiting for you to stop talking because they can't wait to you know so and and that comes into my whole being an artist being a florist being a designer is I am recreating what you want to portray your business so if i sit down and have a conversation with someone and listen to like the style what yep. they try to what they want to create to represent their business a logo and so you have to be a good listener yeah, for that exactly. not just say oh yeah i know better than that and design over what they just said you know because that's not what we're here for you gotta have so. a level of like humble to, you to do. Like, yes. yes, I do know way more than you about graphic design, most likely, but yeah. I still have to listen to you to make sure that I can use my expertise yeah. in the right direction to make sure that your branding is the right, what you envision. That's exactly it. And sometimes you have your micromanaged into ugly. And I feel like saying, thank you. Here's your design. Don't tell them where you got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you wanted, right? Oh, that's beautiful. 
okay. Just like in the, the flower world where I've been asked to make, you know, a cupcake out of flowers and, you know, carnations. Mm-hmm. It's like, go make me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that point actually really ties in with episode two. Episode two, we talked about um, pretty much the misconceptions of entrepreneurship. You think, I want to be my own boss. Oh, that's, or, that's not necessarily true. Your yeah. customers have the final say oh you are the boss of it's funny because my son had you know i do work a lot and that's why it's important to at least enjoy partly what you do because if you're gonna have to work a lot you know you don't get to pick your own hours all the time like people think oh i don't Mm -hmm. want a boss i don't want i just want to work when i want to work yeah right and i remember having one boss to everybody being your boss that's exactly your employees and your and your customers yeah you're trying to please everybody and so my son i told him He's like, why don't you just, you know, take the week off? You're the boss. It's like, <laughs> that's so cute. You, want to <laughs> <laughs> you like that bed? I know you've grown accustomed to indoor shelter, uh, haven't you? Great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> grown accustomed to eating every day, yeah. and, you know, things that you know. There's, I always say too, it, it's such a luxury and such a blessing that I found a way to make money. And be doing what I love, yep. you know, because someone's going to make the toilet paper, I always say. So someone just works because that's what they do yep. to make well, money. I guess so make toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing. We make lots of money, I'm yeah. sure, those people making the toilet paper. So, you know, they find their joy someplace else. Yeah. You exactly. know, it's just that Hopefully, eight hours. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of there's a lot of unhappy people out there not looking for happiness. You know, mm. and spending six hours watching TV instead yeah. of trying to figure out what they can do to make their life yeah. better in any sense of the word. You know, yeah. like anything could help. You know, if you're not in a good position mentally, you know, it's not. I don't want to say it's not that hard to get out of it, but your mindset is everything, you know, and mm-hmm. and it's like what we were talking about before, you kind of get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. It's so easy. I mean, people, when I think about people that watch a lot of TV, I, I'll think, well, yeah, they're sitting there staring at a box, really watching someone else, this fake reality, right? Mm. And um, so it's like, that's a way of getting out of yeah. You know, like a way of meditation. If you read a book, if mm-hmm. you, you know, watch a movie, it's like you become emotionally involved in that. Yeah. Because, you know, and it's a nice little escape from reality. You know, like if someone's drinking, all of a sudden they don't care so much. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. nice little escape. But then they be- it's too easy. They become addicted to it. Yep. You know, when that's the only reality, you spend more time in that reality than this gift that's called real life. Yep. You Sometimes know? like... In in that case, people fall into their comfort zone, mm. and all of a sudden they'll be they'll be uncomfortable. They'll be progressing and growing, and then they'll fall victim to that trap, and mm. then find themselves right back. I'm comfortable, yeah. and then it's just a matter of helping those people get back on the wagon, yeah, and yeah. and getting going again. Yep. Mm. How did how did you end up deciding? I'm not gonna. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to do my thing. Well. Um, you know, I had my career and I became, I worked at Bond Printing in Hanover. It was a great place and I loved it. So I don't know if I should say this publicly because it's going to be um, online, right? Well, there became something in that work environment that um, became uncomfortable and not so pleasurable anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they say, like the eagles, you know, they birds make their nest uncomfortable. Yep. So the birds, their little babies will fly out. 
You know, get out of here. Learn how to fly. Oh, I can't kick you out. No AC for I you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got a couple of thorns over yeah. on that side of your nest. Oh, you're going? Oh, <laughs> man. See you soon. So, you know, that was kind of like my... You know, I think it's time to move on. I've worked I worked at that company for 16 years and I loved it. You know, but it was over in Hanover and I lived in Taunton. It's always mm-hmm. 50 minute commute. Yeah. And I learned so much there that I I kept getting these calling. I'm a very spiritual person, so I listened to, you know, my heart or, you know, I think I keep feeling like it's time to move on. But, mm-hmm. you know, at my age, I looking out into what my career was looking for it was a lot of you know web design and this other thing that you know I'd have to study up on and I'm like you know what I think it's I want to do my own thing Mm. and so I took that leap I you know it's a very big leap of faith you know just kind of going from that comfort zone of getting a check no matter if they were busy that week or not you know Mm -hmm. and doing that thing on your own and you know I just worked my butt off Um, at the time I was with my husband John McRae and we started the business studio 27 print design and we were hand over fist growing and it was great because he was like myself we like to help everyone we Mm. build relationships and um, then he got sick after a few years and um, he ended up passing away from cancer and um, that was a really a big blow so I moved from that location over here and I was also in a band with him and uh, so I decided that with this extra space here on Trescott Street I would make like a little entertainment venue because I love music too and my band would meet and um, we did that and had workshops and yeah women's support group and all that kind of thing and um, you know, so I did that for a while until I realized that whole, you know, oh, gee, I have to pay. <laughs> like, there's all this that's like f- Greta's playground. You mm-hmm. know, it's fun and music was great. But that's a whole nother avenue of how you make money with music. You know, so it was very healing and it was very wonderful. And I figured out I had to go in another direction. The printing industry has taken a big hit in the past decade uh, with yeah. online presence, yep. Vista mm-hmm. Print, and um, you know the other sources where you can get things very cheaply. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to incorporate something else. And so it kept being suggested to me that, oh, try the flowers, try do a flower shop. Taunton at this point now only had one other florist. I didn't know about the other one. But um, so I said, do you know what? <laughs> blessing and curse it's not rocket science sure (laughs) (laughs) i had worked in flowers before anyway so um we launched the flower shop and it's kind of taken off it more than took taken off it's uh hit the ground running and it's expanded hugely and now we have courtney come on over here courtney come on (laughs) we hired courtney last fall so we were it was me and my daughter for a year and then we hired courtney she is like insanely talented designer (laughs) <laughs> she did this beautiful piece right here. It and, is very uh, amazing. Yeah, so she, what we, what I call is um, working with flowers is like sculpting with nature, you know. So it's like it looked like when we walked that. in, she was like adjusting, you know, the height of the yeah. stem going in there and like wedging in there. Nah, it doesn't work. Let me yeah. shave it a little more. Exactly. It is like art. Uh-huh. It is art. You don't think about that yeah. until you actually see it or you know yeah. have somebody with y'all's passion right. for flowers and making it look like that yeah. <laughs> we'll get a nice picture like before we leave so yeah. we can just like plop it oh in yeah, yeah. Guys. <laughs> well i always talk about and that's one of the things i love so much and then now turning on the flowers into my life was very healing too it yeah makes you very aware of um 
creation. You know how you're talking about a baby, new life. Like when you're right there with really how extraordinary life and flowers and nature really is, then it kind of takes you out of, it brings you to another place. Like I look at this flower, like how did that happen? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's beautiful. And a lot of people walk right by flowers, you know, and I, we look at it like it's an honor to be able to make people notice this, mm. you know? It's like, wow, look at that. It just, uh, it, it's been so awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of art that goes into that. I mean, yeah. that where, where, where do you start with right. sculpt, sculpt? I don't Sculpting even know what... With nature. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, because Courtney actually studied this in school, and so she... Um, you know, she knows the whole mechanics, and she's wildly talented. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. So, you know, some people you can teach, and they don't have that talented edge. It's mm -hmm. like they know how to do, even musicians, there's like that. You know, you have the musicians where I've seen bands that have come out of Berklee School of Music, and they are, if you close your eyes, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. Like the sound they're making is so good, but then you open them, and it's like watching paint dry. You know, it, it's... Um, they don't have the passion or it's not coming from their soul, yeah. something like that, you yeah. know, so. They would uh, not be willing to stage dive interrupted. No, <laughs> no. Or even Janis Joplin or some of those, like, artists that you see and the passion in their music is like, wow, what takes you away, yeah. you know. So we definitely, I've always had a passion for art, music, nature, flowers, you know, so uh, it's been awesome. It's been a great journey, so. Yeah, I'm kind of catching catching these feelings that like a lot of entrepreneurs or everyone in that mindset is also really interested in music i i really? like to dabble in music yeah you like to adam did it's, it seems seems very common That's yeah. how do you how do you why do you like music do you um i think music is kind of primal Oh my, bring that in, bring that in the shot. <laughs> that is amazing, look at the detail. So that was part of, like I said, I went to school for medical Is that a picture? I, no, I, that's a drawing, that's white pencil on black paper. So I did wow. a, a whole series of these sea captains. Portraiture is one of my favorite. And so as people age, they have more and more so character, awesome. like mm -hmm. a tree, like that gnarly tree that Courtney yeah. was saying. The more, yeah, the more dense and the more <laughs> rings on that bark it makes it more interesting mm. so i love doing portraits of older out. people yeah. yeah and that's what we are we're just basically a collection i had to illustrate the meaning of life in art school and i did that i don't know if i showed you it's like all the um, atmosphere represented experience and mm. we start with no experience as we go down the path of life we pick up this and pick mm. up that i'll pick up this like you were saying earlier knowledge from everybody yep like so the more people i get to talk to i feel like it makes me more of a rich person yep because i learn abundant yeah <laughs> as long as your mind's open yep you know some people talk and as we ta mentioned before, they don't listen. Yep. They just like to talk. They just can't wait to say what they want to say. And <laughs> yeah. Hurry up and talk. And it's always about them. Go figure. You know? It's so funny with those people because a lot of the times they'll, they'll start talking over me, talk over me, and it's like the third time that I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk. Yeah. Just gonna, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. There's no point yeah. talking to you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, listening to what I'm saying, anyways, exactly. and I'll waste my time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But I think a uh, part of you know being open to knowledge is also kind of 
protecting yourself from certain knowledge and not letting mm. it like hurt you too bad, you know, like mm. overcoming. We talk a, a lot about uh, entrepreneurs being firefighters. Mm. You know, like that's that's kind of what we've been considering ourselves. We spent all morning literally scrambling and trying to figure out problems to record a podcast before this and then we get here and have to figure it out for a whole different setup mm. it's 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 all about that like learning to love uh kind of like like you said the uncomfortability mm. of it all yeah and yeah what's that tuck and roll, tuck and roll. <laughs> that's our motto around here tuck and roll you know that. it's like yeah that's, you're that's gonna the name fall of this episode tuck and roll, <laughs> tuck tuck and roll. roll. <laughs> that's right that's in like uh, even earlier today when i contacted you like by the way yeah yeah we literally we literally canceled and then got reback got yeah, back on within because, like 15 minutes right because <laughs> i'm looking at my day that suddenly filled up overnight and it's like that's every day for me though it's yep. it's like i can make plans and then it's like okay now i have to figure out how to get all that done yep. you know and it's like what can i shuffle to tomorrow it's like my everyday to-do list yep. you know and since it wasn't going to be for a few weeks that we could do this again and i was really kind of psyched to do it it's like I'll make it happen. Yeah. You know, and that's what you do. Yep. And I said, you know, it's not going to stress me out. Stress is how you react that. to things. Yep. It's yeah. not a thing. You know, stress is when you tense up and it's yeah. like you like it's happening to you. And it's like, it's really not like usually we we make all those plans. I'm not the one that wrote down all that stuff, you know, now figure out how to do it. Yeah, you, you know? got to adjust on the fly. Yeah. Firefighting. <laughs> Tuck and roll. Like, That's oh, we're going to take out this fire and then an explosion happened in this room. We can't go that way now. We got to figure it out yeah. instead of just being like, oh, I guess I'll just leave the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Things are so rarely go as planned. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hardly but, like, ever. The thing is with firefighting is that you get good at it. You get yeah. better at dealing with like, oh, I've, I've dealt with this particular problem before mm. or something similar. So mm. let's deal with it. And you build that muscle yeah. like mm. let's let's problem solving muscle that is yeah. so so strong as a uh, for entrepreneurs to deal with problems that's, go for that's what it is are it's you, funny yeah. are there any like really big problems that you've struck in in your endeavors or any that are happening right now that you're working through um, you know, money's always a juggle, you know, so it's like, and, and that's also another thing that you learn how to juggle, how to problem solve. And so that's probably a common denominator of entrepreneurs is someone being brave enough to, you know, venture out into that frontier, mm -hmm. you know, like the people that landed at Plymouth Rock and then. There's some that landed there and called it all the names from England and, you know, we'll stay right here. And this will be home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make it just like home and name yeah. all the towns the same as over there, except we'll put new first. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the other ones that are like, no, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and then you get the people that are like, I'm going to keep going. And they gave up in like Oklahoma. And like, ah, yeah, this is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to walk all the way over yeah, the edge of the earth, right? There's not another ocean over yeah. there. We'll <laughs> I know. But when you think about those people that kept going, yeah. even though it's like you don't know yeah. what's out there. You don't even know if they, they didn't have cell phones. Like, made it. Keep going. You know, you could just got like two months to go in the like, covered wagon. Send a message to England. We'll hear back in four months. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like well, the people that cross the frontier in a covered wagon with oh their family. And then you see some of those movie, well, movies, that's all we have to go by. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, their families are wiped out and it's it's like, 
Then we portray, then we won't even get into the Indians, the poor people. It's uh, like this is where they lived. It's And then all of a sudden they're the bad guy for yeah. trying to yeah. defend where they live. Yeah. You know? You're coming to my home, I want to hurt you. Wait, yeah. you can't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, you know? mean? You're bad. Yeah. <laughs> or it's even the matter of thinking we actually own land. Yeah. Like we own it. Yeah. Like we landed here, so now it's ours. Mm. You know? Borders create a lot of problems. Ah. Mm. <laughs> I know. That is a deep subject for yes, sure. Yes, it is. Oh, and you know, no one's ever called me um, a light talker. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not like one of those. It's more small like small talk. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I'm not a big small talk. Yeah, it goes it, it yeah. deeper is better. Yeah, yeah. it is. You know, the small talk is so empty. It is. It's superficial. It's kind of just like. Hmm. You forget it the next day. You forget it in five minutes. It's yeah. like what I ate for lunch yesterday. Yeah. Well, but what sticks is those conversations that need to be had, mm. right? The profound ones. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the talks of failure and struggle and coming up from beneath and like mm. rising like a phoenix because like you were going to fail. Everybody doubted you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then you do it. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a beautiful yeah. thing. That's why, you know, the lotus flower is one of the symbols that I love. And I'm going to get a little tattoo right here, a little lotus flower, because it's like, it's a flower that comes up from the mud, mm. you know, all the way through the water, and mm-hmm. then blossoms, and then repels. It repels dirt. It repels everything, you know. Not that you won't ever be hurt again. But now I've decided I might be a protea too, because <laughs> because I had all these prickly things happen to me too. Yeah. <laughs> but That's no, awesome. it's uh, yeah, it's definitely the challenges in life, like I talked about, that give you the wisdom. Yep. You know, you don't just someone didn't tell you how to do something, and you know, I don't know. I've yeah, some, if, nobody gave us the, the blueprint on how to mm-mm. podcast. We had no. to fail every time still to this day. Yeah, yeah. even we if Some they kind did. of micro failure. Like, of course. We'll, we'll get all the way there and be like, oh, we forgot the lighting. Or, oh, we forgot a memory card. Like, yeah. oh, just adjust again. And then what do you fly. do? Then you learn how to like, oh, how do you get by without that? Yep. You know, <laughs> those new <laughs> things, exactly those new receptors are formed. Yep. Like, Courtney has, like, there's been times when we get a funeral arrangement at the end of the day, oh. for some, like this big, huge honking yep. thing that we don't have any of them. It's like, <laughs> I <laughs> I know this. Do. and you know, one of the things that's constantly ordered on our uh, website is something that I pulled out of my ear, um, like that. You know, it's like, oh, you have this big, huge funeral piece on. It's now Saturday afternoon. My distributor is not even open. It's they want it there tomorrow. And I created this big thing out of nothing. So I call us like iron florists, right? That's awesome. <laughs> like here, just use this stuff that doesn't even have any of the components of what you think you need. And do that. Make that. Make something that looks like that. Yeah. You know? And it's a challenge. At first you're afraid or mad because it's not easy. You know, you're used to having what you need. But that's what all, like we talk about, all inventions are made, you know, invention is, no, necessity is the mother of invention. Like all those um, redneck things, they're, they're really pretty clever, you know, like making a hot dog skewer out of a rake. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, I need this. Yeah. I don't have it. What do I do? You start looking around yeah, for things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, Mom, give me the rake. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> Um, exactly. So I wanted to go go back to something that you talked about because this got brought up with the uh, podcast with Seed as well, mm-hmm. and that was the uh, the seasonality of you know when income is coming into your mm. business yeah. and how you survive 
the lean months, mm. right? Because you're just saying that you you know you have influx of customers at certain points, yeah. and then it probably decreases a lot when there's not holidays around and, right, and stuff right. like that. Absolutely. So how do you, how do you deal with with the lean times as a, as a independent you know business yeah. owner? Well, it's like being a mother and. You know, um, being a mom's a superpower. Yeah, it is, right? (laughs) And and being a homeowner, like everything, you learn to juggle. You learn to cut back on other things that, you know, you might normally get, but you don't necessarily need. Yeah. Uh, Having the two businesses has also helped immensely because it allows me to, yeah, to have fill in when the other one's lean, or to not have to do a cupcake out of carnations if I don't want that to represent the company. Not that there's anything wrong with cupcakes and carnations, but it's just not our style. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to create like a certain um, branding or style of what, you know, your feel is, that's different, you know. Um, You know, you want to stay authentic, you know. So this lets you hold the line. Because if you're yeah. like struggling and, and someone comes through the door and you're like, oh yeah, okay, sure, I'll do. How many cupcakes do you want? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you you start to be known as that person that does cupcakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes you have to when do you, that. When you act out of lack instead of abundance. Exactly. You act completely yes. different. Yeah. 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 And you're just trying to survive. You know. And so it's difficult. I've I've was lucky enough that I I have had the abundance coming through although before I did the flowers I mean with the printing world I I was doing a lot of running around you're and now yeah. you're agreeing to do anything because you're needing to have income so it's never not busy but it's like cheap I call the difference between a breakfast diner and a fine dining mm-hmm. where you're running around for pennies you know, so you're very busy trying to bring in those pennies and you're instead yeah. of dedicating your time to grooming like people are grooming what you really want to present you know so it's a struggle it's really that's one of the most difficult parts of being a business owner is you know having that's what you're trying to do or come out of the fact that yes i'm doing what i love but this is also to bring income that's really what a business is because you know i'm not really like that ultra what you call like professional corporate kind of person Mm -hmm. i'm more of a personal person Mm. so to constantly have to work at you know drawing that line yeah yeah, is um something that you know can be a challenge but you have to sometimes paying the bills brings you right back to the reality (laughs) of it you know like oh yeah that's why i'm doing this i do happen to love what i'm doing yeah Uh, and i love challenge too though yeah oh it is it is definitely courtney just said it back there a few minutes ago you guys are trying to capture a feeling yes and i when she said that it it sparked something in my mind it sparked me coming in here on mother's day and i was like they really do because the whole time you're talking to me and you're like just you know learning a little bit more about me learn mm. a little bit more about my wife a little bit more about me and then you're right. like ah, let me put this flower in there now yeah. let me do this and like at during our hour long two hour long whatever conversation <laughs> ended up being a beautiful bouquet of flowers that right. was like so unique and you Personal. captured a feeling yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. can work quicker okay yeah. but yeah. you're not gonna want it you're gonna get in here with with greta or courtney and they're gonna they're gonna give you such amazing conversation that you're not gonna want to leave. And that's that's how it was. I'm sitting here like, well, I know it's Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand. 
<laughs> she did. She's like, what took you so long? I was like, Greta's amazing. Uh, you gotta go in there and see her. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Greta. Enough said. Exactly. She was like, oh, okay. That's understood. Yeah. Yeah, I think she actually, like, connected with you shortly after that. I think like, she did. Like, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you commented on, she posted a picture of it. Yeah, like, this is yeah. so beautiful. And you're like, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> really. It, it's, and Courtney is the same way, too, where we love to... Yeah, you have to make it personal. It's not just about those like generic, like roses in the yeah. base. Well, Even those are beautiful. Flowers become, I mean, some of the most important events in your life. Yes. Yeah. You get married, you pass away, and yeah. that's an important expression. And to be able to capture what somebody, you know, to actually listen and to talk to somebody and to get a feel for, mm. you know, what they're doing. That's Absolutely. Part. So, so true. And yeah. that's why, you know, having lost my husband, I feel like, okay, we use our challenges as our umbrella, you know, of knowledge to know how to then be there in a most unique way for someone that has had that kind of loss. You know, so I'm not going to just come in and open up my funeral book and be like, okay, which color do you like? It's, it's yeah. going to be like, oh, I get that. Because you can relate. Yeah, I can relate. And plus, I like to incorporate, okay, tell me about that person. What do they love to do? Capture the know? Yeah, like I had done I this uh, this yeah. person, this guy who was, loved to fish. And so I did a, it was like a wreath or a ring, and it had all like blues and purples and white looking like the waves. And then they gave me the fishing pole, and I put that up through the center of it and had like a wire coming around with a fish jumping through it. So wow. it was like, you know, that's not, really cool. yeah, not just like your ring of carnations, you know? You know, that's something that I've never really thought about flowers before. I mean, I'm, I don't know a lot about them, but just to, to find how creative you can actually get. Yeah. That's that I'm amazed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, that's why we call it sculpting. It's in sculpting with life. Like I say, the honor of sculpting with something more beautiful than I can create. I mm. did not create that flower. Mm. But I get to use it as my medium. Right. It's like, wow, that's so cool. Like, let me just sculpt with that. It's, it's amazing. It really is. It makes you aware of like you talked about bringing that baby in in a waiting room or in a funeral you know it changes once you have that the miracle of life right in front of you mm. to see something it changes the energy yeah it does. a lot more minuscule yeah that happened yeah. to us we went to veg fest in boston and brought our baby and yeah. i was holding her like just in my arms facing out yeah. and everybody that like made eye contact with her she's like <laughs> everybody just smiled. Oh, like just right. changed everybody from. Oh, I like know. Just, to watch that in everybody's faces is so unbelievable. It and is. I'm sure you give a lot of people the same feelings oh, with your flowers. Thank you. And we have a baby here, so. <laughs> a double reason to come oh, in. I know. Uh, she's usually here, um, but she's Tuesday is their day to work at home. Ah. And she is just a little spit. She's awesome. You know, cutest little thing. But yeah, and it's funny, if you're ever sitting at a table at a meal, and you'll notice everyone is looking at the baby you know it, yeah. it's like it's True. a mm -hmm. magnet it's that early life like to see what people behave like before they know the rules <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because my sister came over and uh she was like she was going to the bathroom and we're all outside of the bathroom talking to the baby myself my father-in-law and my mother-in-law 
and she came out like laughing. She's like, I was just in there listening to the sounds that people make with babies. Like, oh, I, I know. <laughs> like, yeah. he was making the most ridiculous sounds oh. that if you were just in a room full of your friends, they'd be like, what the hell is wrong exactly. with this person? Yeah. <laughs> and I know. it's just perfectly fine because it's a baby and it makes you feel a, a yeah. type of way that you. Relaxed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They make you act like yeah. complete. It's funny how she, the things she makes me do. Like if I can, <laughs> if I do something and she laughs, okay, I am doing that right again. Yep. Uh, right over. I get to see that laugh again. Yep. You know. And vice versa. My, oh my, yeah. My daughter will like she'll she'll do something like she's been going. <laughs> oh my daughter too. I mean my granddaughter. Uh oh, slip of the tongue. Uh, how old is she? Six months. Okay. Yeah. yeah my my granddaughter's a year. So yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. She just she'll like look you straight in the eyes and do it and then if you laugh she's like <laughs> gotcha and she'll just keep doing it until you don't laugh which like doesn't happen yeah. and somebody walks in the room and she'll just randomly like the first time they'll see her ever and she just <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's like she's learning that she ha she has influence That's she's right. such a her Cause timing is impeccable yeah. I keep telling Courtney she's gonna be a uh, she's gonna be a comedian yeah. <laughs> stand up you see that you you're and you have an effect on how others yeah. feel you know and yeah. babies how is it how is it being an entrepreneur and having kids Oof. well yeah the, it's did, I've always I've, I'm sorry we're gonna no, say no no I was gonna say did you find yourself like maybe having to like start later or did yeah, you yeah actually my um, and I had my ex-husband was really kind of like a person that loved to cook and he was home and um, you know so that that helped you know um, not John but I have a very unusual story <laughs> we won't get into the details of that but there was a person at my house who mm -hmm. would cook and do laundry and do all that and you know so my son and um, then my my kids have always been welcomed down to the shop and mm -hmm. it's always been big enough where there was a space that they could hang out and or help in a way that they can help and then they see how the process is they get that implanted in their mind of this is how we work and this is how we make money and you know this is you know I think it's good for them yeah. you know to be around. Do they find this all like really cool or is it just kind of normal for them? Um, I think they they find it very cool and I think it's a combination <laughs> too actually because we only know what we know yeah. you oh, know yeah, yeah. and so although my kids did know me when I worked for someone else I mean that's if something happened, I would have to, oh, geez, I got to tell my boss that I've got to go because my child's sick again. And, you know, it's that whole dread of having someone else to, yep. you know, tell that, oh, I'm not feeling well. I'm sorry, you know. But and even though now it's like, oh, I have to tell my customers or yeah. I have my my workers that can fill in for that. But um, and then my daughter works for me now and brings the baby. So. Yeah, I love it. It's like you get to spend time with each other. It's, you know, sometimes it's hard. Everything has its blessings, pros and cons, yep. you know, because most of my other employees don't roll their eyes at me directly. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your daughter? 30. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she got the eye roll down pat. Oh, of course. <laughs> and Especially with mom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I can't imagine. So I, I would imagine working with your mom or sometimes that familiarity sometimes is mm. can make it challenging. You know, challenging yeah but it also has its pros like I have her in charge of the finances I would have to that's a huge trust thing there yeah. mm. to hand over the finances and not have to keep 
double checking and check, you know. It's like I'm gonna hand over the finances to the person that I taught about finances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I trust you enough. I taught yeah. you. But no, she's very much. She's not the. She has really good taste, mm. cre you know, as far as what looks good once you create it, you know. But and it's funny that coming to that process of seeing her, like I didn't realize that other people just given like buckets and buckets of flowers doesn't look like a toy box. Like for me, it's like, cool, like, yeah, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for her, it was like panic. Like she didn't know where to begin. So it's like, oh, you just, you don't, you have to wrap your mind around. You're not not everyone, the final vision. Yeah, or, or yeah. Or well, not everyone potential. has that creativity. Yeah. They know what looks good, but they don't know how or have an interest in kind of... You know, it's different. We all have yep. our gifts. You That's know? all those business rules. That's why yep. you have CEOs and CFOs. You know, yep. you have your financial officer and the other person that can execute everything. Exactly. Like it's, you choose your strengths and really focus on your strengths. Yeah. Well, that was a big challenge for me. I think when my husband died, who was my business partner, now I'm hurtled into doing everything in the company, Ooh. from answering the phone to delivering, yeah. to the finances, to everything. And it was so completely exhausting. But then, yeah. you know, you're limping and you're trying to recover from that loss. And, While you're you taking know, hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it was really quite a challenge, you know. Um, that was probably the most challenging time of my life. But I have found meditation. Actually, I'm mm. starting a, med a meditation group with a friend of mine. And um, to give that to... I love giving back or showing people like what helped you along the path, mm. you know? Same. Yeah. It's like our whole mission with this podcast is like, if we can show, you know, what helped you along your journey, it could spark something in one of our listeners or watchers that's like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Or like they f they're feeling a roadblock and like, oh, no, I can get around this now. Like mm. her story inspired me, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's what our whole mission is about. And mm. That's yeah. why you were... You've been on our list of people we want to interview for probably almost six months now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Now, yeah. what is this, uh, not to backtrack too much, but you said about music with people who are entrepreneurs <clears throat> and music. Maybe just because music is such a process. Mm. And when I think of, like, I have a lot of um, analogies about the symphony of life, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like we all have our instrument that we are, you mm. know? And, but you have to all work together. You know, and right. seeing how when things all work together, not to overpower, mm. there's the two biz, there's the triangle, but they're all necessary. They Cohesion. All yeah. Yeah, it's know? all about like figuring out, like I made, I started writing music when I was 12. Wow. So 17 years ago. And then. Writing lyrics or, yeah, comp lyrics, or composing? All hip hop. I did uh, all my own lyrics. I wrote for some other people too. Cool. And then, uh, you know, just in the last few years, stopped doing it seriously because entrepreneurship has taken up most of my time and then being a dad takes up the rest. So yeah, it's, oh, I, it's, I can uh, relate to that. It's been a struggle, but it, it taught me so much about, one, being up on stage over a hundred times gives you a level of confidence yeah. that you just can't really teach anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you just got to go on stage to get that level of confidence. That's right. That's you know, right. Like, I couldn't have spoke at the State House Steps if I'd never did those hundred shows before. I would have been pooping my pants <laughs> no, sure. it oh. is super scary yep. going on stage being that i mean that level of uncomfort and I've that's what's there. what's really nice about podcasting too because i mean you know that like people can see and you just kind of work through it you mm. work through until it feels 
natural. Mm. Like yeah. we, this could be uncomfortable if we didn't, if we haven't been doing this for 47 episodes, you mm. know, we know when at this point, like we can kind of tell by body language when somebody's like wrapping up a point and we're looking at each other, like, are you going to talk or am I going to talk? <laughs> and we're going to do it all like without even yeah. saying a word to each other. Like, yeah. and it, it just becomes a, like a, like what was the wording you used? Like a, like a reflex. Mm. I think you said muscle or, memory. Muscle mm -hmm. memory. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's what it. we were talking about. Like yeah, learning music. Music, yeah. you know? Music is yeah. muscle like memory. That's right. <laughs> Do you want to play it? Do you want me to hold your microphone uh, uh, while you play minute, it? In a minute, in a minute. But yeah, it with, it's definitely like you were saying, too. It, it's like you do something enough, and that's why I was saying as far as getting over teenage, you know, that social anxiety, it's like getting out and doing I was a singer, so I actually get up on stage in front of a church full of people and sing a cappella, wow. Amazing Grace. Wow. And I, oh. at first... That was the only time that I actually literally would shake. Thinking. Oh my God, and so that, nervous. Oh, that would bother me. I love me. that feeling. Oh. I, I, I still get Do it. Like, yeah, I'll be like, my first song, and then like the first lyric comes up, and I'm like, ah! It's like, Good a, to go. it's like a snap, like something inside of me just like snaps, and I'm like, I don't care anymore. And then yeah. it's like, when I'm like, thank you, it's like, oh shit, I'm a real person. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> don't talk to me. And I'm like walking off stage, and people are looking at me like, yeah. Well, you're just maybe sitting in a corner, in your, not saying a word, and now you're on stage. Yeah, like, <laughs> yep. I know. Well, I think in the level of energy some type of music has will help yeah. you release that adrenaline. Yeah, for Because sure. that's what it is. It used to bother me, like, why am I shaking? And I have to, of course, research why we shake when we're nervous. And it's the mm -hmm. adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Like, it comes from the surge of adrenaline, like, that humans get to it's run so from excited. the saber-toothed <laughs> tiger. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah. And so if yeah. you don't release that adrenaline into superhuman power, then it disperses into your muscles, and that's why you shake. That makes a lot wow. of sense. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's so I was cool. like, all right, cool. So I know what I need to do. Run around the block a few times or run around the church or run around wherever uh -huh. and dispel that adrenaline and then huh. do what you're going to do. That makes sense because I used to like, I'd get that feeling and I'd like just jump and like shake my arms. Oh, like, yeah. Just like moving it somewhere else. Yes. I, maybe that's why it's like when I get on stage, it's like a jolt of energy. Yes. Because I'm like pumping up my whole body. That's like, exactly ah, what ah, it ah. is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah. That's just like, it, it, things clicked for me. It's like, that's why you see like football players and sports people before they go up in, in the field, they're probably a little bit nervous. Yep. Oh, they're yeah. jumping up, getting that adrenaline yeah, screaming, going. Yeah. You know, kind of like, yeah, you can getting see Getting in the, them, in the zone. Like, that big yell of like even karate or whatever it's that energy that's coming out of you release. i like to show love like when i would go on stage we'd, we'd always like make it a routine to participate in some smoking and then like i love you so like give, mm. you, give, give each other a hug like we're gonna kill this like, yeah. it's gonna be amazing and then you get that feeling like oh, this is gonna be amazing like yeah. no doubt no doubt at all and then you just have that adrenaline pumping through with no doubt and it's mm. just like you end up stage diving because you get too excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the energy. Love, I'm people, you know, if you ever sit down and try and write the definition of love, mm. I think we all too often think of it as just that romantic thing. Yeah. When it's like love doesn't need an object. It yeah. is an energy. It's that positive energy that we all are. Mm. And so if you connect with another person with that energy, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you yeah. know. Um, but just to be aware that you don't need to, it's like searching forever for the nose on your face. Like we look for someone else to give us this love that we already are. Can't see what's right in front of you. Yeah, or what's in you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like my son being heartbroken or what have you. It's like, you know, it, it's, I know that you had that connection, but you know, 
it's already it's still here yeah that was just a reflection that you got yeah. of what was in you you know that feeling but uh yeah it's uh from from talking with you it seems like you have a passion for learning mm, I do. it's like you you question things and then you find the answers mm -hmm. and oh absolutely i think that might be uh, something relative to entrepreneurs too. It's just mm. like that thirst for questioning and, and growing. Did you have any uh, mentors along the way, maybe growing up or wow. either personal or in books? You know, it, that's, that's funny. You're right. I became a seeker early in life due to trauma. Mm. And I knew that that, I left home really young at like 17. And I knew that what happened <laughs> there was really messed up. So I wanted to find my own truth, mm. you know? And so you question everything. You're, mm. you're what I call a seeker. And that's why I find other people who are seekers. Or, or, if, I, or in my, if I am in a conversation and something comes up and it's like, oh, that's another seeker. Like you can tell by the way they speak or mm. the things that they're saying. Um, as far as mentors, um, Deepak Chopra. I mean, spiritual, um, inspirational people that helped me turn the channel in life, you know, like to look at life from a different perspective, you know, um, because I needed that new perspective because I had a lot of, you know, trauma and abuse and in childhood. And so I needed to think differently. I knew that, you know, or believe. And that's all we are is, like I said, that empty slate when you're born. And if you're programmed in a way of negativity, then, you know, you start to, it doesn't feel good. I think I was always good natured. And so that felt wrong to me. But anyway. Do you think that, you know, being able to deal with your trauma through, you know, meditation and stuff like that has really allowed you to grow more as a human? <sighs> Unbelievable. I'm starting to find that that's like a huge problem uh, with people, of, especially men. We have a habit of taking childhood trauma into our adult lives and never yeah. even thinking about it as this was trauma that affected me still 25, 30, 40 years later. And then you wonder why like some people are so miserable all yeah. the time. It's like you have to deal with the hard parts, like right. you're saying. So. The darkness. And yep. instead of uh, thinking of it as the darkness, I think of it as the shade. Mm. You know, it's like, Giving you, you a break need from the that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sun's awesome, but you can't stay in the sun all the time. You're going to get sun poisoned. <laughs> exactly. You need the shade. So instead of looking at it as darkness, it's like it's just that other side, the yang of life. You I know, so you take it. It's your experience. It gives you wisdom. So you take that instead of, I did find that we do naturally just stuff things down that we don't like to think about. Yep. But in the stuffing, it's still there. Now it's down there compacted, and it's yep. going to come up at the wrong time. You know, so to bring it up and process it and see it for its value, and it's then it's not going to be easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. It's going to hurt, and yeah. you'll probably get those same feelings again. But you got to push through it, and you might get those same feelings the first few times of trying mm. to deal with it, and it might not. You might not be able to deal with it your first time. You know, mm. like just got to keep pushing, keep pushing. Yeah. Like you were saying, that uncomfortability builds you as a human being mm. and as an entrepreneur, as a business. Like being uncomfortable is one of the most important things, I think, mm. while also, you know, trying to stay comfortable enough to not be freaking out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but living within that uncomfortability of, of uh, hard 
is, is, is something that could turn you into an amazing human being, I think. Mm. Well, I think sometimes we, if I look back and think of, um, like some books that have changed my life, The Four Agreements, one mm. of them, one of the one best of little nuggets in that is not to take things personally. Mm. You know, everyone is coming from there, I'll mention it again, not to repeat, but everyone is coming from their million moments. Yep. What they right. think they see in you, so how they behave towards you is always about them. You know, so to take that personally is almost a little egotistical, you know, yep. like everything's about <laughs> me, it must Completely. be me, you know. I mean, it seems like it's about you because it's happening towards you, but yeah. it's really about them. Yeah, their cat could have died on the way to your interaction to you, yeah. like yeah. something terrible could have happened to them. Oh, and they're yeah. treating you like a jerk because of it. Like Maybe somebody cut them off three minutes ago and yeah. they're still kind of yeah. feeling the adrenaline right. from from that. Right, and I found that a lot of childhood abuse was I had to release you know, understand that those parents had their million moments, you know. They didn't set out to hurt anyone. They just didn't, we weren't capable of um, dealing with kids. Yeah. They weren't capable of what they were dealt, you know. So they take that out in their anger. Men usually, you know, through anger. So that was a big part of acceptance, just bring things up, you know, and processing it and seeing it for what it is in a different perspective. And, you know, I find meditation, mm -hmm. tapping into your, there's so much stored in our subconscious mind. You know, that's why the human mind and body is so fascinating oh, to yeah. me because even when I got, okay, I'm going to shift a little. When I got into Please. computers, um, and yeah, I have that mind where it's like not enough that I know how the computer, like what happens when I press the button. I want to know why the machine does that when I press the button. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I took courses on how how computers work, mm. you know, like, okay, let's learn all about positive and negative charges yeah. of like writing code and, you know, it, sometimes that's a blessing, sometimes a curse, you know, like, why can't it just be enough that you press the button and it goes on? <laughs> <laughs> why do I have to understand this? <laughs> I know, exactly, but that's what, that's, I've kind of programmed that way. So I want to know more about your meditation. Yeah. Like when, when you meditate, what do you, what's your goal? What do you, mm. how would you define it? Well, thanks for asking that because that's what I'm writing now is, you know, I define it as tapping into what I've, I've kind of settled on my own understanding, my own beliefs of what I think is my thinking, my way of life. It's about love and energy and us coming together, right? And I feel like society's kind of playing a different game. They're very based on, you know, superficial things or money or looks or looking like you're 21 until you're 80, you know? <laughs> And so it's like, okay, I've found like a way that I think. And so every day I practice go in. When I, you go into meditation, it taps into your subconscious mind. Yep. That's what we're all trying to do when we drink, when we mm -hmm. watch TV, read a book, get out of this. It's a form of meditation. Yeah. So when I go into the meditative state, I will then, you know, resonate on what I believe. Like, um energy and going beyond this game that's happening here you know and then when you come out it, it's so I practice that every day until now that's my knee-jerk reaction so when something happens I don't react in a way that was programmed into my brain as a kid like oh you know those the voices that you know that stuff never leaves you it's hardwired and so now I've really it's like planting new seeds new growth you know, and then I practice that every day, you know, and then I read and I write. And so, 
Yeah, yeah I can definitely relate to that. Uh, meditation was one of those things that, like, I don't think I fully understood it the mm. first time I tried it in, like, 2012. And I'm sitting there, I think it was, like, the, the World Meditation Day they did in 2012, mm -hmm. where, like, everybody around the world was supposed to be meditating at the same oh, time. Cool. And I'm sitting there, everybody's got their eyes closed, and then, like, probably about five minutes in, I'm like, sneak in my phone like can't do it mm -hmm. it wasn't actually until like we started meditating that i was like okay this was a different experience right. now and then it was like listening to more people that are into uh more experienced with meditation they're like you're not supposed to not think dummy right because right. Right? that's what i was like what do you mean my brain's like ah! yeah. like mm. just screaming thoughts at me and i'm like I thought I wasn't supposed to think in meditation. Uh, no, <laughs> that's like a misconception. You know, that's everyone's first thing. Yep. When they're like, I'm so stressed, and I couldn't sit there and not think. It's like that's our brain is made to no. think. Yeah. yeah, it's just staying on track. Yes, yeah. it's focusing. Because what you focus on expands. Yeah. And so focusing on what you want to, well, what you have found to be more the truth. Mm. Like I, I get irritated with superficial and society and... And so I choose to focus on the energy, nature. Like these, these are like, that's what's real. Yeah. You know? And people, I find that people ask like, how do you practice self-awareness? Because self-awareness is one of the most important, crucial life skills, I think, al along with writing. I think everybody yeah. should write every yeah. day. Yeah. But self-awareness is meditation. It's just being aware, or at least to me, being aware of your present moment and having control. Don't fault chase that car down the road understanding that it's going like a thought as a passing thought don't chase after it oh be aware of its right. presence but let it go right. what car's coming next observe it right. and let it go yeah, you're not gonna out outrun a car you're not gonna be able to chase it no you'll find you'll find yourself mm. sweating it'll be a mess might hurt yeah. your ankle like <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah i like that i like that's, that that's an awesome analogy I love yeah it. hopefully now do you guys have a group that you do meditation in or just uh, together i did meditation i i taught a class for i don't know maybe two three months mm -hmm. and um and it worked it worked really well i combined it three forms of meditation mm -hmm. and it was like really fun but eventually people started tapering off, tapering off and then I started getting into to other things mm -hmm. but that w I w really would like to get back into it nice. like consistently I'll put you on my list yes please do because I was going to bring yeah, that up after good good absolutely because it's something like you talk about the world meditation there's mm -hmm. something about that intentional energy that you're bringing mm. together and all connecting. It, well, I think that's what some organized religions call prayer. I think, yeah. you know, like Andy and I did uh, own meditation. Yeah. Which if you've never done it, it can be pretty uncomfortable. Like you're just, oh, <laughs> just in a room silent with just you kind of making a moaning sound. And it's something that like really brought Andy and I like closer together. I feel like mm. after doing like own meditation together, like we're finding a literal harmony and like the timings. Like you'd be like, we'd be like 15 minutes into our own meditation. I'm like, huh, we have literally started perfectly on time and ended perfectly at the same time yeah. for like the last five minutes. This is crazy. Huh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I find that like w people that don't really know how to meditate or where to start, I think ohm meditation works really yeah. well mm. because you've got a goal. You're like, okay, you're you're, you're yeah. in sync with everybody else. Yeah. Everybody's on the same page, and you kind of realize, okay, it is a pattern. It's like the same time. Like if you had a metronome, right? Yeah. You kind of like, okay, Music. it's time to <laughs> inhale, and then 
you go for a certain amount of time and then you're you're ready for the next one so right. you're staying cognizant of the ohm right another one i like to do is um like breathing have you heard of the wim hof method no with um it's all about expanding your lungs and breathing in as much as you can mm-hmm. and then let it go and then you breathe in and let it go and after a few rounds of this your your body becomes full of oxygen mm-hmm. and then you just let it go and you you don't really have to force yourself to hold your breath <clears throat> but you can just do it and you can just be mm-hmm. and you kind of run a scan run through your entire body and then what you'll find is that oh my god i've been holding my breath for three and a half minutes and had no urge to breathe mm. and then yep. you inhale again and then when that happens there's a uh, like a surge there's a, a response that happens um a dmt response mm-hmm. when you when you're born and then again when you die and that's why some people say that they saw the light or they they had a out-of-body experience a lot of people say that it's from this molecule mm-hmm. and as you inhale you're you're kind of changing the ph of your body and all of a sudden you start seeing these really like soothing kind of lights and it's it's an amazing experience and it builds up your your core strength and it's like it's hard Mm. you know it's almost like working out a car chiropractor that just gave me information on something like that this group that does that Mm. so they must be that he's like it's pretty intense yeah and it it takes work you know so your 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 diaphragm gets tired but you kind of like all right i'm gonna stick to it you're your fingers kind of get tingly from the oxygen, mm-hmm. but you stick through it, and then it's like working really hard building a vase of flowers. So you start with, like, okay, this is going to take a long time, but if I stay persistent, you kind of you get to climb your mountain, you get to summit the mountain, and then you get to enjoy reap the fruits of your labor. And what I did with that that meditation class that I was doing is I'd, I'd mix like three different styles mm. and then finish with that Wim Hof method. Some people don't like it, yeah. but some people really find a really calm, soothing, mm. get a soothing response from that. One of these times I would love to do like an ohm meditation, then Wim Hof, then another ohm, just to be like, see how much different the vibe is of it. Because I felt like when we did the Wim Hof one, it's like... We're, we're holding our breath while having a conversation, not even thinking about breathing. Mm. Just like, we're good. Mm. And so incredibly happy. Like, I think I ran over and did a pull-up randomly in the middle of holding our, our breath, I think. I think it, I releases, um, it releases more adrenaline than uh, skydivers. Really? Yeah, it's a, because of the, the pH and change. And Wim Hof, you have to write this stuff down. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. But it's essentially... if you guys in, like, invite you to, like do these because yeah. uh, we're st- I wanted to start I would yeah. Yeah. I would love meditation. to yeah. I know right? the next yeah. time the next time you guys meet up I'll yeah. uh, I'll gladly uh, lead uh, Wim Hof okay we haven't session. started the group yet because right now what we're doing is putting down what our intentions like mm-hmm. we have been in discussions of how we got to where we are now he's a trauma therapist and he studied Buddhism and um, when I met him he just came in here too because he's one of these walking by he's like came in like out of curiosity like something drew me in here yeah like, what's wow. the number 27 about and i was like well as a matter of fact i was adopted yeah it's my birthday okay the 27 and studio is a place of creativity whether it be music podcasts mm-hmm. art flowers so studio is 
my birthday. So this is when I opened this business. It was the birth of a new stage in my life of creativity. So that's where that came from. I love that. And the 27 is a very sacred number to me because I was adopted when I was four. And they changed my name from Sonia to Greta. Mm. And I thought at the time, because being good natures as I was, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I get a new name. I, they didn't let me uh, choose it. I wanted Nancy. And <laughs> 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 I look like a Nancy. But um, so then it became like, ah, you know, 27 was my special thing. That was something they couldn't take away. Mm. So that's like my number. Like, so, you know. I'm like Prince. My name is 27. The symbol. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brilliant move. That was a right? brilliant move by Prince. Because yeah. yeah. he was getting Greta. sued. And like, you can't use that anymore. Well, okay. This is my name now. Yeah. It's yeah. a symbol. You can't. That's right. <laughs> can't say it. That was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So, and when you think about it, the fact of us naming things creates a lot of controversy, yeah. too. Right? Like, oh, that's beautiful. Is it? Uh, what does that mean? Mm. Like, or it, that's blue. Someone named it blue. Not everyone says blue. We're getting very deep. Did here. you say but you write a yeah. lot? Yeah. Yeah, I write every day. But do you do like a uh, whatever's on your mind, a fr free well, you know flow? What I do is I'll read. I read Rumi. Have you heard of him? Mm -mm. He's a 12th century poet. I'm a terrible reader. <laughs> uh, well, you'd like his are very um, each day. Do you have your Rumi book? Okay. So I think I, I think Where I, it should be. I think I brought mine. But anyway, he's, you know, and, and he was aware of all religions. You know, mm. he happened to be a Muslim, but yet he was, had, uh, he talks about Jesus. He talks about Buddha. You know, they all come down to the same thing. And so I read that every morning and I might, I have like my library of books and I'll just kind of pick them up and do book roulette, you know, because mm -hmm. they're all very spiritual and uh, books like that. And if some when something hits me boom okay now i'll go into my meditation and focus and resonate in that and then when i come out that's when i write so my writing's never about oh today i went to yesterday i went shopping and i had like this and i really want to get it's not about my life it's about well it's about my spiritual journey discoveries of new ways to think yeah or what i want to resonate on because you know how when you hear something or read something and it's like, I love that. Yeah. I want to remember that. And sometimes I'll put it down on a piece of paper or write it and put it in a frame like that. Yeah, that's one of the things I like. One of the, what it awesome. says in, yeah. a, in a society that is based on, what does it say? Profiting from our self-doubt. Be yeah. rebellious. Believe in yourself. Yeah. So I love stuff like that. But then I'll print it out or I used to write it and stick it in a desk and find it like a year later. Like, oh, yeah, that, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so it's like I will I'll write down my key thoughts of things that are pivotal moments or like, aha, which I happen to have all the time. So... I'm constantly growing like a cloud that's like, right when you see the rabbit, it turns into a dinosaur. Like it's forever yeah. changing, you know? And just like, uh, like Shakespeare's Wheel of Fortune. Have you mm, seen that? No. That's also another visual that it's like this guy and he's sitting on a giant wheel. It looks like a captain's wheel. And there's some other guy like, you know, kind of grinding the wheel. And so there's a the guy on top, he's all feeling good with himself. You know how we've yep. felt at times in our life, like, I get this. It's all pretty yeah. easy. You know, I, it, you know, it all comes back to the same thing, you know. But then next thing you know, you're hanging on down there below again. Like I had a rough weekend. It was kind of had to like 
go back, it like the world comes at you and you get sucked in like a magnet into that other thinking that I think is like diseased thinking. Yep. Resistance. Yeah, you know? And so I had to go, like I was supposed to go on a boat ride with friends of mine over the weekend and it was like, I, I gotta stay and do this, you know? And so I stayed in my space for, you know, all morning and afternoon until I got back to where I needed to be. Yep. And so I eventually found it again, and it's like, okay, now I can go out and do that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it's it's a journey, and that's what I write about, those, those moments. In fact, I mean, I, I have, I have my little book with me. I just write every day. Yeah, Uh, super portfolio, and you can tell, too, because you have such a, uh, a really well-planted train of thought, Mm. and I, I've only found the only way to really do that is to, to write it all down. Yeah. Because writing is hard. It is hard work. I mean, well, writing leg- legibly, like mm. something easy to read. It's mm. really hard to do. Sometimes it'll take like four or five tries before a sentence or a, a thought really has that same emotion the way that you feel. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, writing is, is one, of, one of my favorite things. I love this it. This has so. been such an inspirational really nice positive podcast this is this was really amazing like another hour, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> we could <laughs> we'll have to do a part two eventually oh my god yeah, for sure yeah, i'd love to yeah and then hopefully you know we can get the meditation thing together maybe we could yeah. do something based well, on like yeah said, i'm already in the works yeah. and so we're now kind of coming up with our curriculum so so to speak is like how like how we see sharing this with people like mm. how do and you've mm-hmm. already taught one so i mean i've been part of meditation groups i found that no was your meditation group something that was ongoing forever or did you have like six weeks it was more like ah, i'm gonna try this because i always i like trying new things yeah. or like oh i'm gonna oh. i'm gonna see how this works so i got a few people i think usually i'd have like five or six people mm-hmm. per class and then i got too busy people stopped showing up i'm like okay that's i'm gonna i'm gonna try something else yeah and that's what's happened with me in the past, too, where, you know, I've had women support groups and I have different, you know, book clubs. Yep. And, you know, if I have found that when I started something that I had a lot of interest in with, through other people and then they would come, it's like, we're going to meet on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Let's start this book club. And then the fact that there was no beginning and end, it was easy enough for people to push that off. I'll go next week. You know, ah, this is every week. So make you it know? like the scarcity yes. of it almost. Well, make it be like, this is, we're having this group for six weeks. And hmm. then people hmm. know that, oh, if I don't go, I only have five weeks of this. So, okay, I'll push up the other stuff. I that's like that. something that I, I believe, that's why with this new group, I'm going to do it for six weeks. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, and have, even if we did something like, oh, put up $60, you get it back at the end. But that forces you, if you don't go all, like, okay, $60 for the six weeks. Like, if you go the six weeks, you get $60 back, you know? Mm-hmm. If you skip a week, I'll keep the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate it's to make incentive. a deal about that, but people think about that, too. If you're paying for music classes, you don't want to miss them. Right. Because, you know, that's money. Oh, I just paid for a six-week program. I don't want to miss any of that because yeah. I paid for it, you and know? Yeah, and then you could do, like, almost like a interview them in the beginning like how are you feeling what are you trying yeah. to deal with at the end of the six weeks you could be like how are you feeling yeah how did you deal with it you well know, that's what next? i was that's funny because i was going to give everyone a book a journal ah, because there you go. it's so and it's not about your personal day 
It's about your journey. Like It'd be cool, like, things. after every class, like, okay, so your homework assignment is before you come to class, write down how you're feeling. Mm. And then after class, when you go home, write down how you're feeling. Yeah. And then at the end of the six weeks, you can kind of, you have something that's literally right there, like, wow, I was feeling depressed, I was feeling awful, I was feeling down, I went and meditated. I still was feeling a little depressed, but I was feeling like my spirits were uplifted a little bit, mm. you know what I mean? And then, yeah. oh, I remember the next day this happened because I was feeling this way, you know? Yeah. It's, it's going to click in people's minds and like really make it stick to come back for another six weeks. That's right, <laughs> because they're creating their own proof. Exactly. You know? Yep. Um, did you guys have discussion after your meditation? No, what we did is we finished on the uh, the Wim Hof method, so everybody kind of felt like, oh, I feel like good, feel like recharged and ready, ready to take on the next project, yeah. and like it was late at night, um, but I like that idea. Like yeah. if I were to do it again, I might in incorporate the discussion. Mm. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, everybody did sort of m talk, but it wasn't structured. Everyone kind of like, how how do you how do you feel? Yeah, and then they'd kind of say, oh well, this happened. You know, yeah. so I guess in in a way, I guess we did. Mm. Yeah. Well, the one that I was going to do that I had part in, it actually was like a, a Christian meditation group I was in at one time. And what we would do and what I plan to do is read out of Rumi because I think he's so intense. Let's this guy from the 12th century, mm. you know, and he has this same yearnings and same human experience of a secret that I do. So I find him very spiritual. So I could we're going to read like a passage from Rumi, and then go into a meditation. That's awesome. And then come out and discuss, like, where did you get out of that? Where are you now? You know, and I always think of, like, spiritual books almost like magic. Like, everyone is like, oh, that spoke to me. It's, that's what I'm going through now. And everyone's going through something different. But yeah. that poem spoke to them. Like, it all, it's like magic, you know, yeah, like it resonated with everybody. It said something about everyone's life, even though everyone has a different life. Yep. So it's like, and I think it? this podcast, I think this podcast will speak to people. Oh, yeah. I hope so. 100%. I hope so. You know, sure. and that's, that's our intention is to build relationships and make the world a better place. So, so how can people get in touch with you? Um, you could go, you could call us. Um, 508-977-9927 is the number for both businesses. Um, you could go on our website, studio27flowers.com, if you're looking for flowers. You could email me directly, Greta, G-R-E-T-A, at studio27group.com. And, you know, I and would... you're on social media. And, um, yeah, Facebook. We have a Facebook for the printing and for the flowers and Instagram. So we're, we're out there if you yep. want to be a follower. Um, I really wanted to go into adding more inspirational touches into our flower pictures. You know, I have so many that, like, the flower is a messenger from its own world, mm. you know, showing. That. Like, you look at its temporary beauty, but if you spend a little time with it, it'll show you its fragile tragedy, right? <laughs> and that's kind of like, but that's okay. Is it, that's like, so you shouldn't have dark. a... Yeah. Isn't it? Right? <laughs> Have you ever used colloidal silver with your flowers? No. I was doing some research on colloidal silver, and it turns out that some experiments were done with colloidal silver, mm -hmm. and it can extend the lives of flowers like by like a substantial really? amount of time. Is yeah, it a liquid like or just like it's silver? Um, that you're so it's in. silver that gets dissolved in a distilled water. It doesn't harm the plants. It's actually people use it medicinally. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so it's just a, uh, a parts per million of silver in the 
in the water. So it would just be in this water. Hmm. Yeah. Have and, you uh, heard of that, Courtney? Interesting. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I learned how to make some. Really? For, yeah, for, I'm doing experiments with um, different plants and how it's affected. And so far, I've done it with corn. Mm -hmm. And all the corn that I germinated in a, a colloidal silver bath are, are like outperforming the control group by three or four times. Wow. I, it blew my mind. I, I still can't really believe it. No, so what is the effect of... Not sure you want to record this. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's the effect of silver on, like, the cells of a plant? Um, so I, I am not an expert mm. in, in this whatsoever. But what I found is that, I mean, what I do know is that silver is a strong antimicrobial. Okay. So it oh. prevents, it's pretty much like a natural way to, right? exactly, and, and fungi too. So it and prevents. one killer of flowers. It prevents rot. It's um, Yeah. Yeah, we actually used it for, we're having a little bit, when you grow outdoors with hemp, you have a problem with some kind of borer. We don't know if it's a corn borer, but basically these little tiny inchworm looking caterpillars bore into your stock and they poop and it like rots out your plant. Yeah. And we basically uh, took out, cleaned out the poop with like colloidal silver and sprayed it on that area and it seems to be doing a lot better, you know, the... Yeah, I can't explain it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, well, that's how people use it. They'll put it, and it preserves yeah. the flowers for much longer. It's crazy. I wonder if that wasn't the flower food. I mean, we buy this mm, uh, I don't mixture think so. that, no? The flower Probably food not. is like a combination of, it's anti-bacterial. Anti yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, so maybe, actually. Growth of bacteria, um, which is like the number one. Yeah. Some places even use pouring tabs. Like yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think a lot of it is sugar-based, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'll send some of your audio. to run some I'd experiments. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It's super easy to science. make. Yeah. I've actually, I just, yeah. this morning I started another batch. I'm like, oh, I've got this distilled water and, yeah. and silver, so might as well. Now, where do you get the silver? Uh, I, you can buy them at, like, audio stores. Really? Yeah, well, they, they'll, they use, the, like, the pure silver for, I guess it transmits wave frequencies oh. a lot more cleanly okay so you can get them there but i, I bought mine on ebay you just, you just got to make sure that it's 99.9999 percent pure silver mm -hmm. i think it was like five bucks or something because they were very thin gauged wires mm -hmm. okay and then the whole the whole and principle you dissolve it in water uh you run an electrical current mm -hmm. through it so in just distilled water and there's wa ways that you can measure the purity of the water mm. by testing the parts per million and usually it's around zero you might have some dust or whatever and it'll go up to one but then you introduce the silver and then the electricity and then you measure the parts per million later and you notice oh now it's 50 parts per million yep. and the water's clear so that means you know that the only other material in that water is pure silver wow. and it's like you can get, get it online colloidal silver they sell like these little spritzers for like 20 bucks mm -hmm. but you can make it Make it by the gallon for pennies. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we'll take some experimental yeah, colloidal yeah. silver water. Huh? There's citric acid, so it controls pH of the water. Yeah. Sugar. And that and sounds flour. terrible. Mm. It's, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's all... Well, it does the purpose, killing the yeah. bacteria. Right. Yeah, no, but it's not. Like, it's just like pure, you know, bleach and concentrated dose is far more toxic than, mm. you know, a drop in well, the sugar to me was the, the worst part. Like, yeah. the sugar's no good. Yeah, no it's bueno. not good. Uh, even the chlorine, mm. I believe. They require, yeah. you know, they require mm. it to mm. continue. Yeah. Mm. Interesting.
but it will break it down Learn too. Something it's new. like with yeah. chlorine, it's almost like chemo. And like, okay, mm -hmm. well, there's parts of it that kill part that's bad for you, but it also kills good. Like all the good. Swimming yeah. in chlorine. And apparently, is gross, silver really. doesn't harm the plant at all. It's actually the plant some has some sort of mechanism that it only takes in what it needs. Mm. Yeah. So an experiment was done where uh, 10 parts per million, 20 parts, and 100 parts per million of silver were given. And what they found is that as the parts per million rose, the plant soaked up less. Oh, so wow. if you stay at a consistent lower dose, I mean, it does, you, they can't OD on mm -hmm. the silver. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what you would be concerned in. Yeah, yeah. that you were doing the right. Whereas chlorine, that's a toxin. Yeah. That's a toxin. It right? is. So who knows? Maybe... Uh, Maybe this the silver would work really well. That yeah. sounds awesome. We'd love to try it. I'm I'm very curious now too. Flower yeah. food. <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm giving this. So not that I feel great about giving chemicals. It's like you know, chemicals are yeah. Yeah. yeah but what it's they are. You, you need you know? to. Yeah, you do. We need to preserve. I mean, we're buying a, you know, a product that has a shelf life. Yeah. 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 That's right. So we definitely have to take care of it preserve while we have it. We nurse it. You know, yep. cut them, keep them clean, and yeah, water they them. They look great. Thank you. I do. Oh, look at you. These are some of my faves. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, thank you. it's been a, an amazing podcast. Yeah, thank it you. has. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. It's my pleasure. Really. Like I said, you know, I love to talk. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. do we. Well, yeah. We literally could talk for another hour, but audio know, equipment decided to quit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, the last couple minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's just like those. Uh, I like meaningful conversation. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That's why a lot of these like networking groups you go to, it's like, yeah, hey, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. business card. Everybody's oh, got an agenda. Every, yep. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's that, you know. I don't know. Once in a while, you meet someone that you can. Your agenda is similar to ours, where our only agenda is to help other people. Yeah. We want to bring value to other people, and when you have that, you know you're gonna get something back. Yeah. Whatever. If it takes 25 years, it takes 25 years. You know. It's, Give it's, value, question things, mm. and grow. Yeah. Absolutely. Boom. And that's what it's about. You know, if we can just change this corner of our, our world, I mean, look, you put a drop of water in it, it keeps going and expanding, you know? What yeah. was the name of this episode again? Tuck and Roll. Tuck and Roll. Tuck and Roll, baby. <laughs> Tuck, Tuck and, and Roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs>